<laughs> you boys can't catch me. Why my laughing place is where I'm bound. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of June 28th, 2020. This is episode 90. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, the Muppets, Pixar, Fox, the Parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. We'll be back after these words from our sponsors. And now, on with the show. We got magic. I came up with the idea of doing a Disney podcast. I know I mentioned this before. Obviously, I'm doing a Disney podcast. But the idea of doing a Disney podcast, to me, made sense because there was always something to talk about. There was either always going to be news, or I had over 100 years of history to be able to to come up with topics and ideas and discussion points. And in this case, Disney's done it again. There is big news. And many people would say controversial news about the Splash Mountain attraction, that they are going to be retheming it. And because of the sudden news, I quickly went through my Rolodex and grabbed the first name out of it, and it was Isaac. Because, well, he was just on the show, so I, I'm making history here. It's, I think you're the first person to be back-to-back -back episodes besides myself. And um, just to discuss this this interesting topic, and um, it is something I definitely could not talk about alone because I think this definitely needs more than one person's uh, take on it. And um, yeah, Isaac, thank you for coming back so quickly. Hey, no problem. Uh, you sent out the signal, man. And I heed the card, man. Just like you waving a, you pulling up Cap's shield and screaming Avengers Assemble, I rushed down. <laughs> and just like the Falcon, you said, on your left. On your left. I got your left, man. Right, so look, let's not waste any time. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, on, oh, goodness, what day was that? Wednesday. Was it Wednesday this week? Yeah, just announced uh, June 25th, so that would be probably a Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, that was, Thursday. definitely. Um, Disney announced officially... That they will be retheming the beloved attraction of Splash Mountain, which is based on the characters from Song, the animated characters of Song of the South, to uh, to Princess and the Frog. Uh, two thousand, I think we said what two thousand and nine's Princess and the Frog. About two thousand nine film. Uh, yeah, at least uh, yeah, almost. You know, about 19, almost what, 19, almost like what, 19 years ago? Luck. This nine? is what, 2020? So, nine from that would be 11. 11 years, I'm sorry. Wow, yeah. off, very off. Sorry about that. That's okay. It's early in the morning. Yeah, 11 years, my bad. You haven't had your cup of Earl Grey, Shorm, to wake you up yet. <laughs> no, I'm not. <sighs> Have you ever tried asking Alexa 
to make you a cup of uh make a cup of Earl Grey hot? No, but I'm assuming that you have. And unfortunately, I don't have an Alexa. I'm not. I'm. I don't have your funds yet. I don't uh, have my podcast money yet. <laughs> yeah, well, that that's definitely not helping me fund any of that type of equipment. <laughs> I'll have to play for you sometime. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, um, what is your take on the the retheming of this attraction? You know. Um, it's it's kind of weird, uh, honestly, because you know of just of the wave of of everything that's kind of happened, and I, I know I know this is kind of like your um, like I don't want to get too deep into the more like real world stuff. If yeah, you, but the, let's say the the but, the times we live in currently. Yeah, the current times that we live in has really caused the incredible change of how we view things that have kind of highlighted, you know, America's history. And, you know, and then, you know, you're starting to see a complete sweep of every, everything of this. So, you know, when I did heard, so I, I, I recently did hear that uh, Splash Brown, it was already being re, revamped in some form of way. And then again, like you, like you just, you and me, the news broke. Uh, I think I heard it on GMA. Um, that yeah, this this is going. They're going to end up changing it to uh, to a base of the movie of Free uh, Princess the Frog. Um, a part of me was like, I have to say, I was a little bit indifferent about the whole issue because again, with, with the whole ride, I think when you look at it in terms of a ride, I think it's great. Um, you, you know, I, I I was like, okay, you know, if they're gonna sit down and change it for the sake of changing it or making the, uh, that jump, it was okay. And then when I heard about the reason behind the reason behind Splash Mountain, which again was deep in the south that had a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of under American undertones that has, you know, has hurt, you know, certain African Americans that have lived yeah. in this country. You know, ugly, you ugly part of history. It's a very ugly part of history that, you know, we are, that it seems like America now, unfortunately, has to finally come to terms with in a very long period of time. So, um, now, in terms of just focusing on the park end, should they have gone to deep lengths of changing it? Um, Personally, again, I'm very indifferent on on the ride because, again, it is being highlighted with cartoon characters, but I guess those cartoon characters can have some of those bit of racial overtones on on it. Again, if you don't do your research, you wouldn't ever sit down and know that, right? I guess in surface value, it was just some harmless cartoon characters, though. But I think for a company that, again, is starting to become a lot more, you know, in terms of it's starting to become more diverse and more inclusive, you know, it, it's and it, and it, and if you look at it, it's more. Disney, I know that Disney is making more of a business decision to be able to do that because, as you see, like in the movies, those Avenger movies, they're starting to see a lot more diversity, uh, more between African American and Asian characters, and it's going to start to be more prominent in those characters, and all, and as well as women too, are trying to take bigger lead roles into this, and I think they're just starting to spread that idea from the movies into their parks to try to make it more inclusive to everybody around the world. So, um, in terms of that, yeah, I think, I mean. I, it would have never really bothered me of changing it. That being said, seeing the changes that they're going to make after, you know, seeing the, the park, 
I think there's going to be some really cool changes that are going to be brought to this. Because like, like you, you, it seems like it's they they're going to be able to figure out a really cool way of simply. It doesn't seem that it's, it's going to be a lot of work. I know it's going to take a while for it to be changed because they're working on other rides. But by looking at it, I can definitely see the idea of taking that princess and changing it up and not doing too much work, but changing things here and there to reflect that movie and to kind of fit, I think, the main theme, because I know there's a New Orleans part of that of of the dis of the of uh, of the of the park right correct in There's, disneyland yeah Dis- not disney world but disneyland has disneyland has something like that i don't know about disney world um but uh yeah disney yeah, in, Dis- in disneyland so in terms of themes making sense it kind of does make sense okay let's change that ride to kind of fit with the current thing we've had all along and to kind of really sit down and blend it so in in, in a marketing sense it, it makes sense but for people that are, have been big fans of that ride i, I can honestly see the big disappointment of you know losing that ride but at the end of the day it's kind of where we are at this point as a, as a country, as a society yeah it's, it's this weird uh a weird cancel culture event. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's. I I think the part that I find the most interesting is that this is something that Disney, that Bob Weiss came out saying that this is something they've been working on now for, an unspecified point of time, but maybe around a year. He it was kind of not definitive on the time frame that they've been working on something like this. So this has been something in the works for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think Disney in more recent times have been trying to real have realized that, okay, maybe we should start looking into changing this ride up. And then with recent uh, events in history in the United States, it's become a lot more forefront and now, especially with people, you know, putting a little more pressure on the company as a company on whole, um, that they're trying to be a, a good citizen and, and say, okay, we acknowledge we need to change this. So, yeah. One moment. Yeah. It's, it's really, you know, it's really interesting and, uh, where that it's going. And I, and I think, like you said, it's been in, in, in work for the longest period of time. Uh, like you just mentioned, though, but I think really what's interesting about uh, the, the current change that's being made, uh, it's 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 really just really really, you know, it's it's really just kind of a, a situation where uh, I think it just made sense with the whole Hi, everything of it. Hi. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> how's it going? It made it. Yeah. A- Incredible sense of everything to it at the point. I like the picture. So. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's it's cool, true. right? <laughs> That's a cool background, I gotta say. So yeah, amazing. it's a really cool background. It's an incredibly cool background. Because <laughs> oh. he never saw Miss Marvel, and we haven't done, we haven't seen her during her superpowers. Sorry about that interruption. Let's see here. So, where were we? Um, yeah, it's um I think a lot of people don't realize. A lot of people who ride the attraction now think of those characters as just original characters for that ride and not realize the 
the basis, the um, the inspiration for the ride, where they they drew the the ideas or where they got these characters from. Um, you know, you, you look at the characters, you look at the music, you look at the ride. Three completely separate things, and all iconic in their own sort of way. Uh, the attraction still has lines. The Wazoo, when I was there in July, you still had a huge line for it. Uh, the the music, you know, everyone hears zippity doodah. What? Well, you know, it's the first thing that comes to their, you know, people's minds. It's a very iconic song. Um, the the movie steeped in its own muddled, muddled. Um, point of history um between how it was written where you know who wrote it how it was written and you know where this the stories came from and what you know what takes place um yeah and again you know i really don't want to get political about it but obviously the you know the topic in itself is political this is probably more political and more deep end of the story that you know um things that we've ever touched on the movie came out what in 1946. Um, it's based on a um, stories written by stories written down by Joel Chandler Harris, who was a historian who took stories of African Americans and retold them, I guess, to his purposes. Um, I've never read this source material, so I couldn't tell you. I'm familiar with the movie. I have seen the movie. And growing up as a child in the 80s, um, I actually had a book on, like one of those little books on tapes that the, they would put out um, of some of the stories from Song of the South. It, there's three three stories involving Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Bear, and Br'er Fox that, uh, that the movie is based around. And some of that has made it into the attraction. They they edited out, and I think even at the time the Imagineers knew, okay, we're going to try and we're going to take this inspiration, put this into this attraction because initially uh, Michael Eisner's idea of what the attraction should be based around the uh, Touchstone Tom Hanks picture Splash wasn't exactly what they wanted to go for. <laughs> so they they work this and and they they toned down as much as they could and they worked out they changed some things around they focused mostly on the creatures and, and not the the human aspect of the stories um you know everyone says oh you know this movie hasn't been you know it's been locked away and, and hasn't been see, seen the light in, of day in almost since it, it came out that's not true um the movie first came out in november of 1946 re-released 10 years later in 1956 then third time in 1970 which at that point uh, they said it was supposedly retired and you wouldn't be seeing it again mm-hmm. two years later comes out again 1972 1973 1980 last time it's been in theaters 1986 yeah so more recently than i think most people realize um, it's never had a VHS or DVD or streaming release in the United States. Um, most people that have seen it outside of the theaters have usually gone on eBay or someplace like that and found a bootleg copy from Japan or some other place, um, which is 
I, I won't admit where I, how I ended up seeing it, but uh, yeah. So there, are, if people really look, there's ways to actually go about seeing it. Um, but mm-hmm. interesting fact about it too, though, the first African American male to win an Academy Award, James Basket, who played the character of Uncle Remus, the storyteller, yeah, of uh, in that movie. But um. Yes, it's it's a very weird, weird bit of history in that movie. Um, takes place in the Reform South, so uh, you know people say, "Oh, it's during the slave times." It actually takes place afterwards. I'm not saying that's better, but you know, just going with the facts, it takes place after the fact. So this is something that this is where they got the the inspiration for. That ride, but like I said, most people don't know of the movie or that there is a connection to that movie. This is why I'm bringing it up. Um, and then to now switch it over to Princess and the Frog. Um, my thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Um, twofold. One, as far as the placement and stuff. Okay, you got New Orleans Saints Square and Disneyland. Th- yeah, that's going to fit right in naturally. Disney World, it's in Frontierland. And most people say, well, you know, having a New Orleans theme in Frontierland, Frontierland isn't one place. It's not a specific point in any country in, at any time. No. Um, case in point is that you got Tom Sawyer Island, which is, you know, Georgia and the South area there. You have Country Bear Jamboree, which takes place in Florida. Uh, Big Thunder Mountain is somewhere in the Midwest. So, you know, to get something from New Orleans to put in there, the the external part of the attraction isn't going to change that drastically. I mean, the the one piece of concept art that they put up there, um, you know, it's changing it somewhat. It's going to make it a little more festive. more Mardi Gras, more Mardi Gras like. Yeah, there's gonna there's a picture of a, a steamship on top. Uh, a, a paddle boat on top. You already have a paddle boat in the ride. Yeah. There's already a paddle boat in the ride. So you, you really, the retheming of it is logical. It actually makes perfect sense to put Princess and the Frog uh, as an overlay. It, it, um, it, it basically, in, to, to, sorry, to, to sum it up, it almost yeah. just feels like they're just reskinning the ride. <laughs> in some so, ways it is. And, and that's kind of like one of the, the downsides to it is that you have this character. Granted, Princess and the Frog did not bode so well in the box office. It was, again, some heavy competition. But the movie has actually aged well in the fact that it does have a good following. And a lot of people who've discovered it post-theatrical release have fallen in love with it. It's got some great music to it. It's got that jazzy type of style music. Um, my concern with it, besides the fact that you're just reskinning a ride, um, that really this character would be nice to get her own ride. I'm on that camp about that, but is the story? Are you going to lose the story? And the, something that they did when they rethemed Maelstrom in Epcot to the Frozen Ever After ride is that it was more like a musical review. Yeah. The the story I feel wasn't that strong. Um and I feel the the story to Splash Mountain is a pretty strong and 
you know, strong story that has the high, has all the story elements. You, you start off the lows, you get the high dramatic points. And at the, the epitome, the point of the, the, the story where, you know, the high point of the story, the most dramatic point where it drops to the, the finale is literally where the, the attraction you, you're dropped down on the, on the ride. Um, I have faith in the Imagineers. I know they're going to do something that's going to be amazing. I just hope that we care with something like this in, and all the, the controversy around it, that we do get such, we do get a strong story out of the attraction. Um, they're saying it's going to be post the movie. So after the movie happened, now you're getting this. I think they should have pulled that back and rethought about it. You could have just easily done some of the stuff from the movie and put it into this attraction. I think maybe you could have gotten a stronger story that way. That being said, I haven't seen what they had in mind. So I don't know what they're going to put in there and how, you know, they, they may come up with a strong story. I'm just not hoping. I'm just hoping it's not a, again, another musical review. Is that okay? We're going to put, you know, some of the songs here, put some of the songs there and call it a day. Um, you know, they've had some successes with rethemings. They did uh, the Tower of Terror in California. They rethemed that to Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. People were, you know, picketing outside the, the ride for that. And they, they were upset because, again, hugely popular ride. Why are they retheming it? And this is a tragedy. That ride's even more popular now than it ever was. And the, the Mission Breakout is a mm-hmm. fantastic ride. It's, it, it is a crazy ride. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you go on to it or maybe find other methods of watching the ride because the, what they did with it, again, it's a little more of a musical review, but there is a strong story behind it. It's just a lot of fun, and it, it works well with that attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see them, you know, the music, I think, is going to be key for this. And I don't know how the the fall on the ride is going to, uh, to play out. Again, I trust the Imagineers. The Imagineer running it, uh, Sharita Carter, who just, she helped work on Mickey Mouse's Runaway, Runaway Railway attraction, which just opened up in Hollywood Studios in Florida, is under construction in Disneyland. It is an amazing ride. Um, very imaginative. Very A lot of creativity behind it. She worked on it with Bob Weiss. Um, and obviously, she's not working on this alone. She's not the only person running this. Um, the Imagineers work as a team. Um, you found out that she's been with the company for 23 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically on her. Um, as much as I was able to do research on her, it seemed like she... Uh, she worked more in the financial part of, of Disney. And then, you know, I guess she later on graduated to being more of an overseer and a lot of the major changes in rides and stuff like that. So I wouldn't, so that's much what I got out of her. Um, I, I just, I, I, you know, when, when I, again, you know, just kind of going back to what you said about like re-theming rides like you said, Disney has done this multiple times with classic fan favorite rides and has received it. I just think, and like you said, Disney has been 
from what you've said, that Disney has been in the works of doing this anyway. It just so happened with, again, what the what's happening within the world just so happened to fit within whatever business model that they were going to mention any way down the road. It's just figured, okay, since everybody's doing sweeping changes, maybe this is just the time that let's just let the world know what we're doing now. Let everybody kind of make their own opinion about it. And then we just kind of just move forward. Yeah. Because I, I could almost imagine a scenario where you had five or six Imagineers coming up with different ideas, you know, one being Song of the South, one being something completely different, another being something even further different. Um, and yeah, they're, they're all hashing out different ideas. And for one reason or another, either is the best idea or because Disney listens to its community and they hear that they want Princess and the Frog for this ride. And it's okay, let's take our Princess and the Frog idea and go ahead and uh, push that, you know, green like that and push that forward. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree that it's probably something that they're announcing earlier than they were going to, but I had the feeling that this was coming one way or the other. Exactly. Exactly. I just think, again, it just, it was just, a, it, it just made more sense. Hey, let's just get it out of the way and make that sweeping announcement that we're going to change one of these uh, fan favorite rides. And yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's just it. I think that that really comes down to it. Um, I, again, like I said, I'm very indifferent on the ride because, like I said, they it's and it's not just and er, almost every park does this with older attractions. Older attractions eventually get new reamped looks into different themes, just because at the end of the day, just if it's the times that we're living in, you know. And I guess Splash Mountain uh, wasn't. Uh, <laughs> Uh, wasn't an exception you know it, it happens all again like i said it happens uh, everywhere it was a lot of major theme parks so this isn't any different it's just again it's just getting highlighted just based on the world that we live in if it wasn't that big of a deal i think you would get some disappointment like i said you'll just get normal disappointment like you said how they changed uh the tower of terror to the galaxy uh, guardians of the galaxy theme you'd get some kind of protest but at the end of the day it's just it's right you'll go on it or we'll, we'll, we'll see what they did and either did you enjoy it on its merit or you don't no one's forcing to ride it if you you know choose not to ride it ever again that's that's your problem yeah um yeah because i mean just going back walt disney himself said i do not want these parks to become a museum Mm -hmm. they're always changing always evolving um you know he himself changed out rides and stuff to to the, the rides are there to promote whatever disney i mean the the parks are there to promote whatever Disney's working on. Um, Song of the South is not something they're working on. The movie, again, came out in 46. That is 54 years ago at this point. I, I just think it's not less of what they're working on. I think it's just less of exactly where the, where, where the times are. Like, yeah. these rides don't fit the current climate of what Disney is trying to achieve right now. Not just, a th- just as in terms of the business model sense, all across the board. In terms, right. of television, in terms of movies, in terms of theme parks, in terms of merchandising, it's just a new Disney has to, like I said, it's, it's just staying with the times of where we're living in right now. Uh, the times that we live in is uh, is requiring a lot more diversity, both racial and and sexual orientation, and Disney is trying to meet that audience, that new wave of audience that's coming, that's now as well as coming out in the next 20, 30 years on the road. 
They're trying to be an example for the rest of the world of tolerance and understanding and inclusion. And, you know, you're having an attraction that was male centric, you know, um, anamorphic characters, but male set there. It was all mm-hmm. male characters. You're putting a human character because at this point it was it's post frog. I don't think they're going to put her back as a frog. Um, so she's, you know, a human character, female, African-American. And why not? I mean, it, it's again sad that the attraction, you know, we're losing something that, okay, we're holding on to this because it's fun. 20,000 Leagues in Disneyland is rethemed to, to Nemo and Friends. Um, you know, you, you, they're moving things forward to something just more modern. I mean, again, yeah. most people probably never knew that movie was connected to that ride, or even if the movie existed in the first place. I'm sure they've heard about it. And now... Yeah. You know, you have these younger kids that have no idea what this movie is. Maybe they've heard the songs. Maybe they haven't. So why not put it to something that they're familiar with? My boys, but, when they... I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to interlude. To, to uh, but, you know, in, in that same in that, in that same league, um, you know, you are talking about almost a decade-old movie Um Granted, it's a lot more recent than uh, Songs of the South. But then again, it's uh, it's a decade removed. So I I don't know. And, and again, unfortunately, as much as how movie was, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't at least one of the more popular films in the Disney library. I think that's also because what it was against. Um, I'd have to double check. Two thousand nine wasn't that Avatar. Uh, I believe so. We can definitely check. Uh, let's see when did Avatar come? Oh, yeah, it was it was a nine film. It was an old nine film. Yeah, yeah, it was not the great year to be battled against that film. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. So that I think, in yeah, like I said, people post the theatrical release people have jumped on that movie and realized how well done it is between the, the performances by the voice actor, the characters, the story is strong. The music's great. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I, I totally agree. Totally, totally agree. Too. All right. So just to sum things up, I did, um, I put a quick poll out on Twitter. Um, <laughs> in one of the fellow shows, um, Disney chat, uh, chat Disney UK. Um, the girls have been on this show a few times. Um, I'm going to use one of their polls as, as a contrast. Before the announcement, they did uh, they put a poll up on Twitter um, asking, what did you think about changing the attraction? Again, this is before Disney made their announcement. Attraction should remain as it is. Retheme it to Princess and the Frog. Retheme it to something else. Or tear it down were the options. 65%. Staggering 65% said the attraction should remain. 18 said... Go to Princess and the Frog 12, retheme it, 5 said tear it down. So majority of people keep it the same. Post-announcement, I did the, my poll. I said, you know, what are, you, what are your things, you know, what are your thoughts of it? 50% said 
said they were all for it. Only 39 said they were, you know, somewhere in the middle. 11 said that they, you know, were not for it. And then even the announcements, when I made the announcements on the Facebook page, it was kind of a 50-50 split. Some people were upset. Some people were sad. Some people were excited for it. So it, it's it's a very weird mixture. But yeah. since the announcement, it seems more people have been accepting of it than are against it. And I wasn't, I have to admit, I wasn't too keen on you know changing it just for the sake of changing it. I think hearing that this is something that they've been working on I makes for me it's a little more comforting. I get it. All right, okay, something you were working on. And again, I trust the Imagineers because most of the time what they give us is something not half haste and not not just something that they they pull out. If they're giving the time to work on something, you get something amazing. And they they always try to give you the best product possible with what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they can. So they're, they're always trying to, to strive for the best. So I'm going to stay optimistic here, as I usually try to do. And, you know, seeing the people that are working on it, the same people that worked on the Mickey Mouse Runaway Railway, which is an amazing attraction. Again, another attraction, old attraction that they, they retooled, rethemed the, the area, and they gave us something amazing. Mission Breakout, again, another example. So... Is it sad to move on something from the past? Yes, but is it it's something inevitable because if you don't keep trying to reinvent things and push move things forward, people are just gonna get bored of it. And yeah. you know, now you have a, a attraction. Oh look, here's this great attraction. Eh, oh well, I've been on it the last twenty times I came here, and there's no reason to go on it again. And then you know, you just have wasted space. Yeah. And again, I think, like I said, it was a, probably it's a, it's been in the wheelhouse for a very long time. It just again, the climate just highlighted it even more. Yeah. Because um, again, I I don't know. Maybe um, based on your polls, maybe you would have got. I don't think people would have given that much pushback as it's getting probably now. Again, again, half of your polls said there were four, others that weren't. Uh, the other again, the other your your guests that did her own poll, where people were super not for it. And while very few are, I think, I think once things kind of settle down again, and then people don't really get to see the theme for itself, I think maybe those numbers will end up changing just a little bit um, before we end up closing. Um, so, what do you feel like? Do you feel uh, with the older animatronics? Do you think that Disney will still give uh, Splash Mountain some bit of a, a resemblance, like you say, like a museum in, in the part of the park where at least it shows those old animatronic characters to them uh, to to kind of maybe be a teaching tool of, okay, here are our, our older characters and here of what they were representing of a certain period of time right next to the reason why we made the changes to Splash Mountain that we have like a, a little monument of the older characters. Maybe we put them on the side as a little part of here's the legacy of Splash Mountain and what these characters were as a teaching tool to guests that come to that park. Do you think the Disney may want to work that in in some form of way? Or do you think they just want to just erase it all together and not do anything with it? Going on the past 
what Disney's done in the past is that they there usually is some sort of nod back to a prior attraction. So like when in Disney World when Mr. Toad was rethemed to Winnie the Pooh, there is a poster in Winnie the Pooh of one of the characters from Toad handing the deed over to one of the Winnie the Pooh characters. There's actually even a uh, <clears throat> as morbid as this may sound, a gravestone marker in the haunted mansion um for the the mr toad attraction um i would not be surprised and i would kind of maybe encourage them to put some sort of monument let's say to um splash mountain to the the song the brer rabbit and his characters um somewhere within the attraction i mean you had the walk around characters i don't know will they be going away too or they be phasing maybe phasing them out in you know replacing with tiana lewis um unfortunately ray you know being that it's post the movie we won't have the character of ray um who i i absolutely beloved i mean jim cummins did again a fantastic job with that um but yeah, I I hope that they will. Um, one just you know as a nod to the fans that of the the uh, previous version of the attraction. And two, yes, I think we should not lose teaching points. So this way, you know, the best way to make sure the past doesn't happen again is to educate people about you know mistakes of the past, so they we do not run into them again. Because the last thing we want to do is repeat such. Horrific events. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, Isaac, thank you for the the again the quick last minute um, you know uh, message of hey let's do let's do, go talk about this and um, I always appreciate your opinions and your takes on things. Thank you so much again, and uh, we definitely will be uh, talking soon. Thank you for having me again, man. Appreciate it, man. All right. Thank you again to Isaac for joining me this week uh, on an impromptu, more political topic. But hey, it is Disney news and important topic. And I really, really, as controversial and as crazy as this may get, I want to find out what you think. What is your opinion of this announcement? Now it's not even speculation. Now it is official. For Disneyland and Disney World, not Tokyo Disney, not to Tokyo Disneyland, but for Disney World and Disneyland in the United States, Splash Mountain will be Princess and the Frog themed. What's your take? What's your thoughts? Let me know. Shout out on the Facebook, Disney Marvel's Facebook page, facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast. Or there's the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvel's podcast, or even on the Twitter at Disney Marvel's. Let Isaac and I know what is your thoughts. What are you, you going on about on this? You can also email the show if you want to be a little more discreet or if you have a suggestion for a topic to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. You could also leave a voice message through the Anchor app and or website, which the links are in the show notes. And hey, if you keep it clean, you may end up on the show too. Wouldn't you love to hear yourself here? I want to thank you for your time. I know how little time we all have these days and... As crazy as it is, you know, time just keeps seems to be slipping away. But the fact that you've spent some of that time with me, with us, means a lot. And I really appreciate it. If I could just ask a little more of that time for either to 
Tell other people about the show. Or the best way to do it, go online. Go to iTunes and leave a review and uh, um, make a five-star rating. We're doing great with those. You know, give us another five stars and give us a little blurb on there, and it helps more people find out about the show. The more people know about the show, the better. The bigger the family. Disney always believed in a big family, Disney family, and so do I. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe to the show. This way you know when new episodes are being being posted. Sorry, a little mind slip there. Also, consider becoming a premium subscriber to the show. Help the show out. This way, you movie reviews and uh, stuff like that. Also, new equipment. These things aren't free, you know. Um, help the show out. Do this over at anchor.fm slash disneymarvel slash support or find some great stuff on our Patreon page. Links are, to these are also in the show notes. Remember, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. Whatever you're facing out there, no matter how dark, how bleak, how upsetting things are, how overbearing the world may seem, don't give up. Don't give in. There's a strength within you. There's a beauty inside and out of you. I, I, even though I can't see you, I know it's there. Hold on to that light. Embrace it. Be strong. Be your own hero. You will get through this. And you'll come out stronger and brighter and braver than ever. Believe in yourself. I'd like to end this show with a quote from Walt Disney himself. Disneyland is like a piece of clay. If there's something I don't like, I'm not stuck with it. I can reshape it and revamp. And that's Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.